Disney Vibes Podcast. Talking insider tips, tricks, and pixie dust. For the most magical place on earth, here's Andrew and Heather. Welcome to episode 38 of the Disney Vibes Podcast. Hello there. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. No, I know, it's, it's early. not that early. Not that early. Hi. Full day ahead of us, right? Indeed. It's snowing or dreary in the Northeast here. And uh, definitely feeling those Disney vibes. But Disney Vibes is brought to you by Magical Destination Travel. You like us, our content, the show. Show your support by booking your next Disney World, Disneyland. Uh, all the cruise lines, uh, Adventures by Disney. They've been gotten some, uh, have new uh, specials out. Uh, Olani out in Hawaii, Universal, any of the cruise lines uh, overall, as well as other things. We're expanding. BookMDTravel.com. It is absolutely free 99. Free. Okay, and obviously you can download the Disney Vibes uh, podcast wherever you get your podcast from. If you like the content, help us out by providing feedback and a rating as well. We greatly appreciate your support. Do you have a joke? I do have a joke. Excuse me. <clears throat> okay. Are you ready? Uh, yep. <laughs> what do you call a pirate who skips school? I don't know. <laughs> Captain Hookie. Oh, all right. That's a good one. All right. That's okay. I'll give you that. Thank you. I'll give you that. Thank you. It's been a while. Been a while, friends. Would you rather live with 101 Dalmatians? Okay. Or live with seven dwarfs? Oh, I like puppies. Okay. Do you you want to know why? Because seven, no, six out of seven of the seven dwarfs are are not happy. See? Well, it's not that they're angry. (laughs) But they're not happy. Puppies just, you know me, puppies and babies are my thing. Like, I melt. I absolutely melt. So, yes, I'll take all the dogs. Okay, then. Uh, All right, so as we are recording this, moving right along with Ears What's Happening, before we get into, like, the actual news stories, I did want to mention, for the first time, because this is all over the socials, Disney Genie Plus. Are you okay? I'm, yes. (laughs) I can't (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Disney Genie Plus sold out for the first two times uh, over the president's holiday weekend on Sunday and Monday. Now, uh, if you recall, uh, Genie Plus is the replacement for um, FastPass, let's say. It's now past its infancy stages, and they keep evolving it. Uh, Your travel agent used to be able to book it and add it to every day of your trip. They took that away last June. Now, as guests want it, you have to individually purchase it every evening before or day. I think it's day of uh, that you can then add it to your passes for that day, which is not a terrible thing, as we said, because there are a couple factors that play into that. So if one, depending on what park you're going to, it may not be a necessity to add to that day. And two, time of the year and how busy the crowds are. And the wait times, you may not need to have that. However, for this past weekend, you definitely did. It was busy. Uh, Mardi Gras started, so uh, I'm not wearing any beads. But Louisianians have actually moved or they leave Mardi Gras after they've experienced it for so long, and they go to Florida. So that also, uh, with the winter recesses for schools, really amped up the crowds in Disney. So Sunday and Monday, Disney Genie Plus sold out. On a typical, regular, non-busy time of year day, Disney Genie Plus starts at $15 per person, plus tax, to add to your My Disney Experience account. On this past weekend, when it did sell out, $29.99. I have no comment. So, sold out at that price. But so, I, go ahead. I don't, I don't understand yet. We're not on video yet, again. <laughs> 
Um, you're, I not, just, you're not. You're not ready for video today. No, no, no. I'm in a robe. And yeah, no, definitely not. <clears throat> but I don't understand how they can consider it sold out. I think they're lying. I think their numbers for maybe this time is sold out. But you mean to tell me in like July, like one of their busiest seasons, or even in the holiday season, they didn't sell out? Well, I think you're 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 missing the perceptive of of what they're trying to do. So. Yes, it's sold out because if you don't put a stopping point, I'm kind of glad that we know there is a stopping point, then you're going to be standing on those lines just as long as standby. So they are looking at the number of guests probably with the park pass reservation system, taking a percentage of that and saying these these amount of people can can have Genie Plus, right? It's a data thing. It's a numbers thing because otherwise you're going to be standing in the lightning lane, right, with Genie Plus, and you may have to wait just as long as a standby line. Does that make sense? I mean, I saw a wait 295 minutes for Rise of the Resistance. That's five hours, Heather, <laughs> as you're counting on your fingers. <laughs> five hours. Oh, <laughs> five hours to wait. ridiculous. I don't know. Like, I just don't understand how all of a sudden they magically say, oh, it's sold out when this isn't even, cons I mean, yes, it's, New it leadership. Yeah, I, listen, I think the point of it all is they are trying to boost the guest experience that if you are paying for this, you should be able to attain more rides. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know what yeah. I mean? Because yeah, if yeah, not, yeah. if they just said, if, if it was a money grab, which mm -hmm. whatever, and they just allowed anybody to, to, to book it at any point, doesn't matter, What's the point? Because you may be waiting on the standby line just as long. Right? It, right. It's just, it is what it is. So, um, we'll see. But that's, you know, so that's the new bar. And I'm going to tell you, I wouldn't be surprised if they get it up to thirty nine ninety nine. Stop it. Yeah. Per person, per ride. No, 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 per day. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Per person. Per day, right. Per day. So, family of four, you're looking at 160 bucks. And if you do that uh, three times. I don't know. I mean. I, mm. Three times, four times on your trip if you're there a week. It's a lot. It is a lot of money. It adds up quickly. No doubt about it. So, mm. I, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how it evolves. This was the first time ever that it, it sold out. And it sold out at that price. I don't know uh, what uh, Josh Tomorrow and Bob Iger are planning and scheming in the grand theme, scheme of things with this. But just overall, you know. Supply and demand. People people are paying for it. I know. Yeah. And and time is money. It, could you imagine just standing five hours on a line for Rise of the Resistance? No, I would not. I think at that point, you're going to have a, a miserable experience, to be honest. 100%. Anything more than three hours. Good Lord. Three. I can't even last three hours on a line. I'm just saying, like, ideally, maybe, if it's, like, your first time and this is what you're doing and... You know, you're dedicated three hours after that. Fair. No way. And, and listen, and it could be, you know, a whole slew of reasons why people may, may not be able to uh, uh, obtain Genie Plus, whether it's financial ramifications or whatnot. But that's just wanted to share that news because that's what's buzzing on the socials as we speak. So moving right along to uh, other happenings, there's a lot of news coming out uh, of Disney. The first thing I want to talk about is bring us out on the West Coast. Uh, for Mickey's Toontown is reopening at Disneyland Park on March 19th. We will be going this summer, so we will be sure to give you all kinds of information 
uh, on on how it has evolved. But uh, they had a they had adjusted. It was supposed to be March eighth, and uh, now it's March nineteenth. Uh, it was about this time last year that. We were uh, told that Mickey's Toontown would undergo an ambitious reimagining and reopen with some all-new experiences for families and young children to have more opportunities to play together inside Disneyland Park. So they shared uh, a bunch more at D23 at the about the interactive play areas, uh, and that it's a new era of inclusive experiences in the land for families of all ages. Uh, some of the things that are coming out, which we have seen all over these socials is now Mickey's Runaway Railway uh, inside the El Capitoon Theater is going to kind of mirror what's going on or mirror the ride in Walt Disney World. So uh, definitely can check it out. We'll see if there's any differences when we go out there. Goofy is still the engineer. Um, so that is already open. And uh, obviously Disneyland is, uh, well, Disney's celebrating their 100 years of wonder at Disneyland Resort. So it kind of coincided with that when they, uh, when they launched that. The other big thing that they're talking about, which is kind of cool, is... They have the Centennial Park mm. with two new interactive play experiences, a uh, beautiful fountain featuring water tables designed for play for those uh, those guests with the sensory experiences and a dreaming tree with sculpted tree roots uh, for children to crawl and explore. So it's just a big park area, and sometimes you need that. Kids need to run around in a grassy area where it's not just all concrete. Right. It kind of reminds me of that new area in Epcot. I mean, it's not as big. But um, right, yeah, um, right there. And That's real small. <clears throat> this, it is, it I, is smaller. I think this is going to be a lot bigger. I agree, but it still it has that area in which they can run around, and I believe there's a little bit of sensory, um, like uh, experiences there too. But you know, kudos to them. Good. Yeah, over in Goofy's neck of the woods, guests will find Goofy's how to play yard. Uh, there is a uh, if you remember the old school cartoons that we grew up on where it would kind of give you the how-to thing with Goofy. Exact same idea, uh, you know, with Goofy's play yard. You're laughing. <laughs> I am. Why? I was going to be like, wait a minute. You mean the ones that are black and white? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. all right, so I show my age. Anyways, well, when guess I watch them too, so. <laughs> <laughs> when you step inside Goofy's house, uh, stu uh, students, kids will find a, a interactive candy-making contraption that only Goofy could imagine. The confectionery contraption begins high outside of Goofy's home as drips of honey fall from a beehive onto a chute that slides the colorful drops around and down into the home. From there, those junior candy makers will help Goofy make the candy, and the silly sounds of household appliances will combine to make a truly Goofy symphony. So Donald's boat is still on the duck pond uh, of the Goof homestead. So the kids will love uh, making a splash in that space. They can look through the portholes to witness bubbles of fun inside the flooded vessel. Uh, and then obviously we have Chippendale's gadget coaster, right? So a lot of things going on. They have that. They still have Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin is that's returning as well, uh, where you board Lenny the cab. None of these kids know about Roger Rabbit. Let's just be honest. You know, they, they just they just don't know about roger rabbit you're making a face this is why we gotta go back to video <laughs> i'm i'm confused no well be, this is gonna sound bad but like back in the day toontown because i was when that i was think the of tunes i think of looney tunes but this is completely wrong not, that's warner I mean, brothers I, know, I understand <laughs> but is there an actual like looney tuny type place it's well these are cartoons so this is you mean like wrong wrong company place yeah. no 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 hmm. not that i know of Okay. Anyway. All right. So, sorry. 
Moving right along, off the rails. Toontown, Disneyland Park, opening up uh, in March. Uh, so Disney dining promo is still good through March 27th, I believe, is the date. I saw that, yeah. So you can book the Disney dining promo card offer through March 27th. The one thing I did want to say is uh, there are two caveats you have to meet. One is it's got to be a four-night stay, and the other one is you have to have four days of tickets, which is not terrible because there are four parks. Typically, if you're not park hopping or whatnot, you will be going to one park a day, but uh, you know you can receive a uh, up to a $750 Disney dining uh, promo card when you purchase that non-discounted uh, vacation. It is bookable through March 27th, bookmdtravel.com uh, to reach your agents, and so far the feedback's been great with it. All right, talking about food. When we talk about Disney dining, I want to talk about the best value table service restaurants at Disney World. Now, we did experience a, a, a few recently, but um, I definitely want to talk about some of the value. Because depending upon what you're looking to eat, right, will depend on, on and what kind of cuisine you like will depend on where you really go. So when we talk about table service, those are those ones that you really just need a, a break to sit. Right. You need to sit down and you need a reservation for the most part. Table service, you need a reservation. Yeah. Correct. But it's, it's you know, it's it's basically you you need to sit and, and get some air condition or just right. recuperate. Mm-hmm. So uh, a couple of these you may or may not have tried. Uh, I want to first talk about the Liberty Tree Tavern. We have experienced that one. That is located in Magic Kingdom Park in Liberty Square. You can go to the Hall of Presidents <laughs> and then go right uh, over and have your food. So um, not a bad meal at all, family style. It came out. Uh, we haven't been there in a while. Right. That was actually our first sit down. Ever? Ever. Yep. It was for my birthday. I yeah. Remember. No, it was fine. It was good. Um, sit down and from what I can gather, there's usually availability there as well, which is nice. I agree with that. You know, so it's always like, oh, we can always go here if need be. Yeah. And it's an all you care to enjoy (laughs) bill of fare. So uh, a lot of food, you know, patriotic pot roast, oven roasted pork, mashed potatoes, macaroni and cheese, that kind of stuff. Um, definitely something to check out. Uh, for Liberty Tree Tavern. Because in Magic Kingdom, there isn't a really good sit-down unless you're going to be our guest, which is now price fix, and and really, it's not a value. Let's just be honest. So uh, that would be be mine, right? I mean, Plaza used to be very good, but prices have kind of skyrocketed. Right, I think it's very basic, too. Yeah. Which is value-ish. But, like, you know, just like a burger. It was a very limited menu. It It was good, but I remember we had burgers... Rice, salad, I want to say. Right. You could get it in a mobile order as well. Right, right, a, right. a quick serve. Um, the other one that we've experienced is the Jungle Navigation uh, Company Limited Skipper Canteen. Heather's making a face. <laughs> and she wasn't very thrilled with her meal. Um, but it is a value. It's not very expensive. Put it that way. It's, that's my point. It's, it's possible to have a great meal there without breaking the bank. And you have no comment. No, I just... I, I It's a... F- the ambiance is cool. I want to say the kids' menu was was better than, I don't know. You just have to like that type of food, and I'm not really a fan of it. Fair enough. Okay, let's, uh, let's talk about Epcot. So Epcot's World Showcase is often viewed as Walt Disney World's culinary powerhouse, and there are definitely some undeniably strong options. 
Um, but there are also some some other ones that mm, let's let's talk about you know them uh, as well. Spice Road Table. So uh, if you have not been able to check out Spice Road Table, it's very uh, there's a lot of accessibility for that. However, they are now doing one of the uh, fireworks dessert packages in combination with Spice Road Table, so that may limit the availability. But uh, it's definitely worth uh, a try uh, for Spice Road Table. Uh, another one as a best value is Via Napoli in Italy in the uh, Italy Pavilion as a best value um, because the pizzas are big. So yes. it, you may look at the price and be like, ah, but you're getting like full tray pizzas. So it's, you know, it's and depending upon what toppings and everything and how elaborate your pizza is, it is a decent value because I feel like one of those uh, pizza entrees can be split. We could feed three people, three kids easily. Well, three, and I mean, even I mean, if you're having a salad or whatever. I mean, I don't know how much pizza you can eat. I mean, after a while, it's like you can eat more than four pieces. Depends how hungry you are. I, don't uh, I guess, but <laughs> no, but they can be easily split between two, three people, and like you said, the cost averaging like fifteen dollars, depending on what you want on it. Like it's it's a great uh, value. Yeah. Another honorable mention one in Epcot is Beer Garden. We actually had that experience. Mm. It is more expensive when you compare it to Liberty Tree Tavern. Um, but, and, and and it's uh, more expensive than Nine Dra uh, Dragons, which is in uh, the uh, China Pavilion. However, I, I, you know, it's a buffet, but the food was good. It's an experience, though. So that's something that, is that true. you need to consider. Like, they have a show. Right. Where dancing, music, music musicians. Dancing. So, you know, keep that crowd in mind. interaction. Right. So, but the kids had a blast with it. And, you know, again, if you're really hungry, as much as you want, as again, we're not on video, Heather. <laughs> They're what, what, raising our steins. Yes, you raise your stein. Uh, moving over to Hollywood Studios, let's talk 50s Primetime Cafe. So, um, I think this is a toss-up between this and sci-fi. Oh, I love sci-fi. Right? So, yeah. again, the thing with sci-fi and everything is it's the experience, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, the kids are seeing, you know, those kind of, you know, like you're in a drive-in and in a car. And, sure, a burger can cost 20 bucks or, or whatever. But um, I, I think it's a wash with either one of them, honestly, uh, just because there's uh, – it depends on what you're looking for. Burgers, you know, that kind of stuff. That's sci that's all sci-fi. Right. There are some some different ones at Primetime Cafe. So there are salads and and there are heavier options, you know, but burgers are there as well. So it, it's really what you're looking for. But as a sit down for a value, either one of those, you can't go wrong. And you can uh, also talk about Baseline Tap House, right? That's an honorable mention. Um, but they have a very limited menu because tap house, right? Got, Got it. it. Yeah. Yep. So over at Animal Kingdom, uh, Nomad Lounge, you know, is is one and Yak and Yeti. Now, before Heather goes off the rails on uh, Yak and Yeti, I'm a fan. Well, she was not really a fan. Well, that was a couple years ago, and I think I need to give it a try because everyone else that I've talked to love it. So I just ordered something that, and again, very much like Jungle Canteen, I ordered something that was different, and I didn't like it. So... Um, maybe if I choose something that, you know, I will like. Okay. Fair point. <laughs> Whatever. I'll try it again. But I'm Yak and Yeti, they offer larger portions, 
at higher prices. So, but you talk about value, you're getting, it's a little bit more money, but you're getting a lot more food. So I remember my plate was ginormous. Right. And they have the, you know, the, a, a ton of shareable small plates, noodle bowls and grilled mm-hmm. items. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think we had the tuna, ahi tuna I had. I had some kind of noodle bowl. You know, it was, it was great. So Nomad, La- Nomad Lounge has lower starting prices, but the bowls are small, so you it's like you need almost double. You're not going to be sharing it like you would at oh Via Napoli. So a little bit of a difference there. Interesting. Okay. You know, um, Sanaa, well, you know, that's it's a good value. Um, it's not exactly what it used to be, and and again, that is a a a food delicacy. So you'd really have to be into. Uh, eclectic foods for that. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. It is a strong bang for the buck, but if you want to try it, definitely try it. You know, you pay for, you know, what you get, you value what you get. Mm-hmm. Steakhouse 71. So Steakhouse 71 opened up just about a year ago. It is located within walking distance of Magic Kingdom. So if there's any restaurant, well, I don't want to say anyone because there are a bunch in, in, in walking distance. Steakhouse 71 is one of the newer restaurants. It serves breakfast, brunch, lunch, dinner, and Honestly, we've had lunch and dinner, correct? We had both. Yes. Menu was very similar. Um, I can't believe they're considering it value. Well, it, it's not the ambiance value. It's what you're paying for what you get in the word value. So you're paying for this. Uh, you're getting a good amount of food. Okay. All right. So I, agree. I will say that it is. I would go there. Yeah, it's Again. great. There's a, and there's Again. a walk up at the bar. You know, you could be in and out in under 45 minutes if you don't have a reservation. Um, the burger is great. Uh, the uh, the dry aged pork bone in rib chop right is on the dinner uh, menu. Mm-hmm. 14 ounces. It's great. So the the wedge salads I know we had right. They were great. So the food was great, and it it is exquisite and close enough to Magic Kingdom. It's the closest outside of Magic Kingdom as a table service restaurant. The other one we do want to mention in that Magic Kingdom area that's not there is the Grand Floridian Cafe. Um, it's one it, of our kids' favorite restaurants. It's not the most expensive, six, right? But it's it's filling. Yeah, I mean, it's got the buttermilk fried chicken and everything like that. I will say, Jameson loves the steak. The steak, yes. He remembers the steak. So when we go there, he has to have steak. Yep. Uh, but I think the value was fair for that. It was it was good food, and, and the ambiance was great. It, it's definitely kid-friendly. Yes. And then um, I do want to mention Wilderness Lodge's Geyser Point Bar and Grill. Mm. So it's a table service, but like a, like a quick – you don't make appointments. You don't make reservations, I mean. Okay, right. Versus these other two that we mentioned, Grand Floridian Cafe and Steakhouse 71. But – it's right out on the waterfront at Disney's Wilderness Lodge. It's got the best burger at Walt Disney World, the Bison Burger. If you've never been there, it is amazing. I don't know how else to say it, but it is a very, very good burger. Um, and and then depending upon the time, I mean, the ambiance is great. It's it's open air, and then you could, if it's dinner time that you're there, the electrical water pageant floats on by, so you get a little show. I mean, that's all, you know, timing-wise. But right, and they pipe in the music for the fireworks. So, um... And here's my thought with that, right? So, I'm not going to go off the rails with this, but if you're trying to get a reservation at uh, Artist Point Inside, which is a character experience, right? High-level, food's great, pre- presentation's great, and the Evil Queen is there, and 
Sleepy? Grumpy. Uh, Grumpy. Okay. Grumpy's there. So it is an experience inside Wilderness Lodge for Artist Point. Storybook dining at Artist Point. If you can't get that, definitely go to Whispering Canyon Cafe, which is another table service inside Wilderness Lodge, which is awesome. All-you-can-eat style. Kids love it. The atmosphere is great. The uh, the cast members uh, who are serving you are really playing the part up, right? Yeah, it's more of an experience, I'd say. So there, you know, they have all their. Uh, it's the all you can eat, enjoy signature skillets there. Mm-hmm. And if you really strike out, depending upon what you're looking at, just walk outside and go to Geyser Point. Right. I mean, oh. you may have a little bit of a wait, but it's it's definitely well worth it. Well, they also have uh, like a grab and go thing as well. Well, like you can get it to go. And they do so, mobile order, right, right, right. So you, you, you know, if you're at the pool or, or whatnot, yes. So that would be the Magic Kingdom Resort area best values. Uh, if we had to, you know, talk about them, mm-hmm. let's talk about Crescent Lake, which is uh, mm-hmm. Epcot, mm-hmm. Uh, walking or boat distance to Epcot Hollywood Studios, Alien Compass. Now we've had dinner there years ago. It was great. We did. It was excellent. And breakfast, we just, just had it. It was awesome. Yeah, it no. was good. So, and that is at Yacht Club. So if you are interested in that, the other one we did check out recently is Sebastian's Bistro, which is another one that's at Caribbean Beach. Excellent food, kind of like a skillet kind of thing, right, as well, uh, where where we were with that. That was that was great. That's at Caribbean Beach. Excellent sangria, FYI. Uh, Remember that. (laughs) Right. So they, you know, they kind of call it, uh, it's like Ohana but on a lighter scale, let's okay. say, right? I mean, Ohana if you can, enhance. yeah, so uh, that would be it. So that's that's what I would say as far as your value of your, your restaurants. If you're going, I mean, Animal Kingdom, you're going to go to Animal Kingdom Lodge and and, and eat at, uh, you know, uh, Jumbo House and, and Jayco and, and uh, all those. But overall, I would say if I had a list of favorite on there, mm, oh my, that's I don't know if you. I can. No. Yeah, I don't know if I can do that right now. I'll have to get back to you on that. Just because all they the were ones good. that we referenced, I would say, are... They're good values for a table service is right. what it comes down to. So if you're looking for those, put those on your to-do list for your reservations 60 days out, and you can go from there. All right, so recently on an earnings call, Bob Iger wants big expansions at Disney World and Disneyland. So the first 2023 earnings call uh, recently took place. Uh, consumer products and and consumer spending overall is is up. Disney uh, made some money, uh, yet they won't pay their cast members if you read the socials, but that's another thing. Uh, the big thing that they keep talking about is trying to increase capacity to all the different you know areas. So we know that Pandora and the world of Avatar was built in Animal Kingdom. So now, he said Disney is bringing Avatar to Disneyland for the same reason. Now, where it's going to go, I don't know. Uh, but you can expect uh, that Avatar will be coming to the West Coast. Any thoughts on that? No, not really. I mean, I think because they had the new movie come out, and I think they even filmed another one. I believe there are three you know, total, so, yes. So um, <laughs> I think if they're smart, they may try to, you know, Push it along the lines with the movie, the release, and um, didn't we talk about what rides they would have? Or uh, I feel like I saw that somewhere. I don't remember mm. exactly. Like, I don't <coughs> know me. if they're if replicating just the the land itself. Like a passage. Right. Or, yeah, I don't. Right. I don't know if it's specific. It may go more. Maybe maybe some of the rides will be more focused on the newer movies. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't. I don't. I don't want to say because no, no, I don't no, know no. certainly what the Imagineers are thinking. So. 
Uh, the latest news also is there is a potential expansion opportunity for a Zootopia Metropolis and a Moana Miniland, uh, and that would be, I believe, at Animal Kingdom. So really trying to bring more people into Animal Kingdom in mm. Florida, mm-hmm. you know, for those. And then we do know that they did uh, also talk about um, expansion possibilities uh, beyond Big Thunder, right? So if you think of the Big Thunder Mountain area out that way in Frontier Town, they talked uh, about Coco and Encanto and Villains Land. So there's a lot of news coming uh, of what they are are bringing in regards to that. And I do think that is kind of what Bob Iger is trying to bring back. And, and he oversaw most of these, you know, the Galaxy's Edge and Toy Story Land. He oversaw all of those being, you know, and brought those projects to fruition. So this is the big thing. So in Disneyland, that'll probably be, I think, next. And then those Zootopia and Moana and Coco and Villains will will be coming after. But they need they need to be able to spread their, spread their crowds out more, obviously. Mm. So, all right. I think uh, that's going to wrap up this episode. Yes, so be sure to check us out on our socials for all the latest and greatest news. Uh, You can find us on Facebook at Magical Destinations Travel, Instagram, Magical Destinations Travel Co. Visit our website, bookmdtravel.com, and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel at Disney Vibes. And I think that's it. You're good. Yeah. All right, till next week, folks, let the Disney Vibes flow. Find Disney Vibes for all your vacation needs on the web at bookmdtravel.com.